Welcome to the School of Performance. My name is Sean Ashkenazi, former professional athlete turned high-level performance coach. And each week we will bring you inspirational guests to help you reach your highest levels of performance. Thank you for taking the time and joining us today. And let the lesson begin. Welcome to the School of Performance. Uh, today's guest, Mark Chazzolini. How are you, man? Doing great, buddy. Thanks for having me on. It's been a minute, man. It's been a while. It's good to see good you. Good to see you. <laughs> um, yeah, how you been? How are things? What's new? I'm, I'm great, man. Things are really good. It's a, it's a much different fall for me um, than what I've been used to, honestly, for like the past 15 years. Um, you know, I'm usually right at the start of the basketball season, whether, you know, that's college or, or pro. But, uh, yeah, this one's a little different. Got my hands full with a couple kids here and then uh, started a new job a few months ago. So I'm uh, right in the middle of it. So it, it's great. It's great being back home and uh, around family and, uh, you know, just really enjoying it all. Right. That's awesome. How young are the little ones now? Um, so we just had our second son um, three months ago. Um, yeah. My first one's he's about three and a half. That's cool. So you guys are getting lots of sleep. <laughs> yeah well the first couple months was pretty rough but he he's he's a lot better than my first son was so he's actually sleeping pretty well right now um but yeah first couple months was pretty rough and uh we're figuring it out second yeah. one's easier yeah you no doubt that's cool yeah <laughs> they gotta get those sleep in man uh if they want to grow taller and i don't know if you guys are banking on them for future athletes or <laughs> yeah we'll see man i mean uh not to put any pressure on it but it'd be it'd be fun <laughs> Uh, my, my first son's just starting like you know some of the he's three and a half so like some like soccer starting up swimming like the you know the basic stuff and then I think basketball will be in a year or two so I'm excited to uh we'll, we'll see to see where it goes <laughs> that's sweet man excited for the first game to see to see the potential <laughs> yeah 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 for sure it was pretty special having him out in uh in Japan uh watching me play like that was, that was a pretty uh pretty surreal experience and then pretty awesome to have him on the court there and he still kind of remembers that I used to be a ball player so um, you know older I'll, we'll always be able to look back on that and say oh, right he's my got dad was cool back in the day <laughs> that's sweet <laughs> yeah. that's sweet that you got him out there before you before you stop yeah that's really cool for sure <clears throat> what's been the biggest difference just on like a side note this is super interesting what's been the biggest difference like in your schedule and your lifestyle since since your last game Oh yeah, I mean it's it's a 180 for sure. Um, I mean, <laughs> I can go through a little bit about how you know how my daily schedule was back then. I mean it's similar maybe to what what you're doing, um, but you know in Japan, in Japan we uh, we played usually Saturday Sunday nights or afternoons, um, <clears throat> so Monday would be off and we'd practice Tuesday to Friday. And usually Tuesday, Thursday would be like weights or shooting in the morning. Um, so a couple practices like twice a week. Um, and you're basically on the court six days a week. Sometimes you got games on Wednesday nights too. Uh, and then one day to recover. So, um, but I mean, obviously with that, we're not on the court all day. We're probably two, two to three hours max, um, especially as you get deeper into the season. So um you know had a lot of free time and i'd spend that with with uh with my son and wife and um you know 
relax and and hang out. Uh, but definitely had a lot of a lot of time to kind of think about what was next and you know spent a lot of time reflecting on that and, and various other things. But you know compare that to like where I'm at right now and <clears throat> Monday to Friday I'm basically you know nine to five or six. Mm-hmm. Um, two three days of those are are in office and I work from home the other two or three days. Um, so it's, it's a great mix actually. Like I, I love the hybrid and being able to be flexible with that. Um, it's nice to be in the office of downtown Vancouver is such a nice place to be a lot of, a lot of friends already down there and it's good to like collaborate in teams and, um, really enjoying that aspect of it. Honestly, uh, it's been, it's been a great, great start. And, um, I mean, the other difference is now I have two full days on the weekend, which is nice actually yeah. to be able to do activities with, with family and, be around family and friends. Um, so yeah, I mean, totally different from what I've been used to the past. Um, I mean, it's been like almost 15 years now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's probably so huge to, uh, to get the weekends back after so many years of having. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that is nice. Um, you know, and obviously like it's weird not having the, the daily workouts, but I try to, to, to plug that into my routine. And mm-hmm. so I'm still trying to work out, five six days a week and um it is more challenging like with a couple kids less time for sure so i try to find the time where i can and uh make sure i stay in safe and don't blow up (laughs) right right yeah that's key so they were living out there with you in japan uh yeah yeah they came uh we ended up like timing it out so that my son would be born in canada in the summer in our off season and then uh, that was my first son. And then uh, so at two months, we brought him back out to Japan. So they were with me wow. both for the last uh, three seasons. Um, so that was that was awesome, except like COVID was pretty tough. Can't yeah. lie. I mean, it was Japan was one of the stricter countries and mm-hmm. a lot of quarantines. Um, we, we somehow never managed to catch it as far as I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we probably were exposed to it, but never tested positive. And we were testing every week too. So it was, uh, it was definitely an interesting uh, couple of years during COVID, but you know, we made it through and now it seems like the world's in a better place. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. No, it's been hectic. Yeah. Being kind of in the heat of it. How was Israel? How was Israel? Was it uh, pretty strict? It was interesting because I always joke with people that Israel is one of these places where the government will say one thing, but people will kind of do <laughs> what they want in a lot of cases. Um, so like the beaches were packed and people were packed and it was just kind of this uh, dissonance of like really strict restrictions and people kind of doing their own thing. Um, yeah. So for a large portion, you wouldn't really feel it. It wasn't like there's shutdowns and stuff. There's there's a couple weeks maybe, but mostly it was this kind of people fighting, fight the power sort of thing, like trying to do their own thing. And I think it was really interesting how it was out here. Yeah. Yeah. It's different, man. Stubborn, man. Stubbornness is, is something that's one of the most hard fought. Yeah, that's that's pretty much opposite of Japan, how Japan right. Japanese were. <laughs> Straight, probably like right by the book. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I always like to start, it's really cool. And it could be from your pro career or, or and we can reminisce a little bit about the high school days and like provincial teams and stuff like that. But it's always great to hear as far as 
what's your favorite basketball moments? Like, what are the things that come up right away that you love to reminisce about? Yeah, well, let me just let me just go back to the beginning and kind of go through it a bit. It's it's fun to think about it. I I, I did this on a podcast uh, a few months ago too, and uh, it's kind of fun to just go back and think about it all. Um, so you know, I was born and raised in Vancouver, West Side, and went to to private school, went to VC in high school. Um, you know, so right there, yeah, I think grade eight. We didn't win in grade eight. We had some battles with Hansworth. Do you remember who won the the grade eight champ championship? Man, I don't remember what happened last week, but I remember it was kind of like like you guys got a year, we got a year. I remember yeah. like the first couple of years, and then in senior, it was just different. <laughs> well, grade nine, we won the championship. I do remember that. I was big. Um, and then it grade might have been ten in grade eight, you know, I think, I think okay. it might have been. Yeah, I think it might like we had our battle in the semis, and then we, I think we lost to them in the finals, if I remember correctly. And then grade ten, um, we were we went deep too, and probably lost in the semis or finals. Um, but yeah, we always had some battles with you guys, and then by the time we got up to senior, um, man couple years lost in the semis both both years that was real tough should have won both those games but it is what it is and you know you live and you learn so uh you know after that after vc i was um, pretty heavily recruited and ended up um committing to santa clara down in california which was a great decision and uh such a such a great place such a great school uh you know academically and also uh, their, their basketball program was was really good as well. Um, so I had, you know, I was I was basically a four year starter. Kind of started halfway through my freshman year, made the all freshman team. Was uh, you know, kind of just exceeded expectations going in, mm-hmm. and uh, just kept building year by year. And um, you know, I got to the all conference level. By the time I was a senior, um, we ended up winning two postseason championships. The CBI and the CIT, which you know, are were a pretty big deal for for a mid major school. Um, you know, getting to the tournament was always so tough. Like going through Gonzaga, BYU, St. Mary's was like almost impossible. Yeah. Um, so unfortunately, we never made that. But um, yeah, our senior year, we we did really well. I think we were probably like twenty five and twelve or something like somewhere around there, and um, was you know won our last game championship and. Um, it's a great way to cap off, you know, senior season. Mm. I was also academic All-American, which is one of the things I'm most proud of just because it speaks to just, you know, balance. And I'm sure we'll touch on this later and being well-rounded, being a human being, not just a basketball player. And uh, so I was really proud of that. Um, and then after that, I, I ended up signing with an agent. Um he placed me in Italy, which is where I had the passport. And, uh, you know, it was a great fit. I loved playing in Italy, played three seasons there. Um, you know, my, my home country and, um, you know, it was, it was really cool to be able to be immersed in the culture and, you know, pick Italian back up again and obviously amazing food and sights and everything. So that was, that was really special for me. Um, and then, took a U-turn and went to France uh, for a season, which was, which was a really cool experience as well. And picked up some of the elementary uh, French again. <laughs> um, <laughs> so that was, that was a cool experience. And then, um, yeah, yeah. And then we got the call in, um, 
about five years ago that a, a Japanese team was interested and, uh, you know, it was a big pay bump and had heard great things about Japan. And so moved out there and really hit my stride. And, you know, that's kind of where I really uh, thought I did a great job in, in prolonging my career and uh, having a great uh, last five years. Um, so that was, that was an awesome experience as well. It's really cool to be in three kind of different, uh, leagues and markets and, uh, saw a lot of really, really interesting things and, uh, sure. it was a great journey for sure. That's awesome. There's, there's a couple of things that jump to mind. I think for people who are listening, who don't know, Santa Clara is also the college where Steve Nash, probably the greatest Canadian basketball player, um, went to, it's kind of, it's his alma meter, um, was there a presence of that as far as being a Canadian player playing for that school where you got kind of reminded of it or was it just something that, that was forgotten in a way? Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, obviously Steve, one of the greats, um, you know, I love, always followed him from a young age and, and even not just him, there was actually quite a few Canadians that had success at Santa Clara. So, mm-hmm. you know, they, they really made that effort internationally to recruit. So, so that was definitely a draw for me going down there. Um, you know, so, and I, and I think they've continued that as well. And they even had someone from VC who, who's going there now. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it kind of continues. And, and so that was, that definitely played a, a role in that. Um, yeah, for sure. That's sweet. And as far as like on court stuff, is there, is there any moments like a championship? What's really interesting? Yeah. I want to hear what you say, but like that kind of comes up and stands above the rest as far as your whole career, where if you were to like, answer instantaneously that thing would come up yeah well i mean there's really like two i mean i I think about it in three phases like high school is obviously like the first phase kind of like at the time you think it's a huge deal but then (laughs) when you move to college you realize like oh like that was pretty (laughs) that was pretty like small potatoes about that like (laughs) like you know definitely an adjustment going into college and uh you know so a major grind going into college and I you know I had a really bad I, I tore my ACL going into my senior season and that was a real a real major wake-up call for me I never really had a major injury before that you know that was you know a lot of adversity for me and long rehab long recovery a lot of uncertainty over whether I'd ever be the same and whether mm-hmm. I could play pro after you know so a lot of soul searching in there and um, I ended up turning it into a positive and, and ended up getting my MBA out of it, but also just taking the year to get bigger and, you know, get better. And so, uh, you know, that was, that was a big moment kind of overcoming that and going into my senior season and then having the season that we did and winning the championship, um, was huge. Um, that was, that was a major highlight winning, uh, winning that, that last tournament, uh, you know, your last game as a college uh, pro, that was special. Um, so that was, that was definitely one. And then it's hard to think of moments overseas. Like I, we never, I never was a part of a championship team overseas. It's really tough to get on those teams. Um, but I was, I mean, I was a part of a lot of special teams that made some major playoff runs. And uh, so those were always, always really fun um, being a part of that. Um, and the other one was, which I didn't touch on was, was playing with the national team. Um, you know, I played a lot with the junior national team development team, um, and then some games with the, with the senior national team and, 
you know, putting on that jersey is, is was definitely special and uh, was was something to you know treasure forever. And uh, you know, hopefully they'll be able to get back to Olympics and uh, you know make the country proud. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's really interesting. Whenever I ask that question, like you would think that people would say like that crazy buzzer beater or that championship and stuff, but a lot of times, more so than not, it's kind of like this this quote unquote negative moment, like an injury or some sort of downfall or something that we may look at as failure, like as it happens. But like you said, with that injury, like there's so much positives to those things. I think it really speaks to a professional athlete or an athlete mentality in general to see the good in kind of all situations. It's really interesting that almost every time I ask that question, it's, it's this on paper negative experience that turns out to kind of bring the best out of us, whether it's, you know, now training more and getting bigger and stronger or getting like a degree out of it and, and finding it. It's always like, and I think it's a great thing for people to take notice of, of <clears throat> this outlook of always finding the positive. Like there, there is no, there are no mistakes in life. I, I'm, I'm truly, I truly believe that. And is this finding how this fits into my puzzle? And it's always great to hear people sharing about that and and finding that way to make these things work in the long run. hundred percent. I mean, that was the first thing my parents told me, like, you know, we know you're hurting, but there's a silver lining in every, you know, in everything. And so you just got to find what that is and make the most out of it. Um, you know, obviously just about every athlete has had that, that moment where something's gone really bad for them. And, uh, you know, they've met, when you, when you overcome that, that's, that's like such a big accomplishment. And, and I had so much support as well. Like, I just remember when that happened, so many people reached out and said, you know, I tore my ACL and I, you know, I made it through and I came back stronger and, you know, um, so many people reached out and supported me along the way too. So, you know, it was, it's, it it was amazing to uh, go through that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Um, if we look at this analogy of like basketball to life, what would you say is the biggest lesson that you've taken from the court to, to life? Yeah. It's funny. Um, like I was, I was thinking about that going into like my interviews, believe it or not, because I just feel like, you know, so many people I talked to were like, they were so interested in the story of an athlete, right? Like, right. like athletes are so unique to make it as a pro athlete. You have to have a lot of very unique qualities over a sustained period of time to be a pro athlete, like over a decade or even five years. Um, you know, so I, th I thought a lot about that. And so many of those skills are, are transferable to, to life in general. I mean, you could, I mean, I could probably spend an hour just talking about that, you know, from hard work, discipline, um, you know, mental toughness, uh, being calm under pressure, leadership, being a good teammate, being a leader. I mean, there's so many things that translate. And it's funny when I, you know, going to this job, I had very little experience and um, I feel like I just transferred a lot of those skills, all that life experience and just took that right into this, this role and hit the ground running right away. And, and you hear that so often with athletes who, who do it, who do it the right way. It's not always, it doesn't always happen, but if you approach it the right way, if you work hard and you're a good guy, I mean, you can really achieve almost anything. Right. How would you say, because I think this is something, maybe it's starting to, to kind of catch on 
recently and maybe more so in, in Canada and, and in Europe and in Asian countries. Um, but this whole concept of the mental side, that mental work, um, how did you develop that part? Because I think people see the physical side and the weightlifting and the skills training and the highlights and the dunks and all that. But there's such a huge component to the mental side and that perseverance, like we spoke about injuries and stuff. How do you find that silver lining? Um, how did you kind of develop that within yourself, would you say? Yeah, no, it's a great point. I mean, I've known so many players who had so much talent and, you know, had the skill set, had the athleticism, but they didn't have the mental side of it, the non-physical side. And they weren't successful as a pro, like so many guys who could have had a long career and they didn't make it, um, you know, so that mental toughness, that ability to kind of make it through tough times, like that's, I think, one of the biggest things. And that's another one that just translates to life. Like if, if you give up when things are tough, like it's, it's going to be right. tough for you. Right. Um, but, you know, above that, like, I think it was less important early on for me. Like I could get by on athleticism and, uh, you know, uh, making plays and that sort of stuff. But as you, as you learn and grow and, and you talk to veterans who've been around a long time, like you see how important that side is. Um, and you can see that in the NBA, you can see that, you know, in, in a lot of different leagues, you know, that the veterans take it to a, a different level. Um, and so I think that, that was key for me as my body kind of started to deteriorate a little bit, um, making sure that I was, you know, performing well under pressure. Like there's a lot of stress and pressure, you know, night in and night out to perform uh, overseas. You know, you're not protected like you are in the league where you got long-term contracts and whatnot. Um, so, you know, it's, you definitely have to perform and there's a lot of stress and you may be losing and you got to find a way to, to win and, and also play well yourself. So, um, you know, you got to kind of, you got to be, you know, you got to be really tough and you got to, uh, you got to be calm under pressure. So it's hard to say like really specific things on that. Like, you know, I think a lot of it's experience and you just get better with time. And, um, you know, for me, I always spend a lot of time outside of basketball, like taking a, a break from basketball and off the court, just, you know, I had other interests. And, and so that was something that kind of helped me. I think if you're thinking about something like 24 seven might not be the healthiest thing, like right. having some balance in your life is, is pretty important. So I spent a lot of time off the court on other, on other things, you know, mostly related to business and, uh, you know, family as well, <laughs> obviously family was first, but, but, you know, thinking about other interests as well. Um, so I think that was actually pretty important too. Mm hmm did you guys have like, it's interesting for teams out there, did you guys have like sports psychologists or, or mental trainers type things or individually did you work? Did you, did you notice it? So in, in college I did. Um, I mean, there's just a lot more resources uh, in university. So we, we did have one that, that we talked to. Um, and uh, yeah, overseas, I, there was like a little bit of access to it, but I never really like had used that so much. Um, but especially like around the time my knee injury, um, coming back from that, like there was a lot of doubt. There was a lot of like, I don't know, have you ever had a major injury, like anything like that? I had uh, back, I remember, but my things were mostly in high school. Luckily I got it all out of the way. And then I kind of, I had my first year in Israel, I had another herniated disc and that was kind of yeah. tough, but I kind of just learned to, to play with it. Um, yeah. 
Well, the ACL is like one that's like, I mean, it's major and it's like six months you spend rehabbing. You're, you're just like coming back. Like, you're just like, oh man, like if I make this move, if I go dunk off one foot, right. is, is my knee just going to give out? Like, you know, see so all those thoughts come into your mind. And, and so, um, I did talk to someone and, uh, the one thing that stood out about that, like, I didn't see him that too much, but the one thing that always stood out to me was to focus on what you can control. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that was so key. For, and I always think about that, like in my life, like you can't worry about that. You know, you can't w- worry about stuff, other, what other people are doing. You can only really focus on, you know, doing your best and, and trying to do what you can to make the most of your situation. So I just did that and, you know, just kept it moving and, uh, you know, try to do my best and whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's huge, man. I know personally, like with, with a lot of athletes and, and clients that I work with, that's a huge part of conversation, just having this kind of um, filter as to do I have control over this or do I not have control over this? And if I don't have control over this, just letting it, do, letting it go because it's just wasted energy. Like the more I, I, I dwell on this stuff and the more I kind of delve into it and I have no control of changing anything about it, whether it be refs calls or coaches decisions or injuries, then I'm kind of just shooting. And again, it, it kind of shows how from like a negative experience, like the injury, it seems like you kind of develop these tools and it seems like those conversations stemmed from the injury and having to deal with it. And then I'm sure throughout your career, it got, it got way more use and, and now we could reminisce about that too. Maybe the more negative side, but you meet so many different things in, in a professional season, whether it be from management or the crowd or, or any, any different things on the court. Um, it's, again, it's interesting that that injury kind of helped you develop the tools, it sounds like, where those things come up later on, you're more in tune with, with how to deal with them. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I think that injury really hardened me. Like, going into it, I was, you know, happy-go-lucky, life's good, everything's great, you know when something bad happens to you, then, you know, it's like, okay, like, this is not, you know, this is not going to be easy. And my wife jokes that, um, that I'm like a robot because I don't really have, I don't really like show too much emotion. Um, you know, I try to just tune out that noise. And I think that, you know, you gotta, you gotta be calm and under control in, in, in most situations. So, uh, that's always how I tried to play people who know me, like, like, you know, try to be under control and, uh, you know, make good decisions and not get emotional and, right. you know, let things go out of hand. That's really interesting. I've noticed it, like I had it last night and I've noticed it at different points in my career, maybe a little bit more so, a little less so. But just like you said, this concept of like not getting too highs when things are going really well, when you're playing really well, when you're having a great game and then not getting too low when things aren't going your way. Um, the way I see it, and it's really interesting to hear how, how you look at it, is, is this, it's just a sort of balance. Like, I'm not dependent then on any result. Like, it's not like when I'm having a good day or when the team is winning that I'll be happy. And then I won't be super depressed whenever my shots are falling. Because, again, we talked about it just now. There's certain things that are just outside of my control. You know, minutes, uh, refs, maybe there's, there's a ref that's got it out for me or whatever. Uh, shot. We always like to say, in coaching, like I always ask clients, once you let go of the ball and the shot, like do you have any control of it going in or not? And, and once we let go of that, and you see it especially in kids and younger players, it's, it's almost like this release of so much stress and so much pressure. 
Um, and just that balance, yeah, it's super interesting. Yeah, 100%. I think, yeah, there's a lot of noise out there. Mm -hmm. um, you know, basketball for sure, there's noise, you know. You got to tune out the crowd. You got to tune out opponents talking trash. Um, you know, you got to tune out the last shot that you took that, that clanked. Um, you know, and in life, there's a lot of noise too. And you got to cut, you got to cut that out and focus on what's important and what you can do right now, um, you know, to be successful or, or achieve what you're, what you're, what you're trying to do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a great mentality. Like what actions can I take to, to kind of move forward my goal and, and not deal with all these, maybe, you know, side parts and then distractions kind of stay, stay to my goal. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'd love to talk about the importance of, of taking care of, of the body and kind of um, creating that career longevity. Uh, what were some of the things that you found yourself doing, maybe even in the beginning of your career, but maybe more so towards the end, that allowed you to play into an older age and, and kind of keep that thing going uh, physically? Yeah, I mean, I think as uh, you know, as college athletes and pros, you, you have a lot of resources. Um, you know, they spend a lot of time with, with nutritionists and, you know, with stretching and warming up and that stuff just continues to get more important as, as you get older. Um, and you need to spend more and more time. Like I remember, you know, in college, we used to play pickup and not even like warm up or stretch or anything. Right. And like, <laughs> you know, last couple of years, like I'd show up to the gym and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, I can barely walk right now. I need like 30 minutes to warm up. Um, you know, so that was, you know, that was definitely crucial, you know, but the other piece is like, a lot of it's just on you as a pro, like it's just on you. Like if you want to go to McDonald's and, you know, eat fried chicken and hamburgers all day, like you can do that, but probably not going to see, see the same level of success. So, you know, I always tried to, to, you know, be conscious of what I ate and, you know, keep the, you know, processed foods to a minimum and, uh, load up on the good stuff. And I wasn't, I wasn't perfect. I wasn't extreme about it. Like, I don't think you need to be like that, but you know, that's one big, big key to it. Sleep's massive. You know, that was one thing that definitely took a hit the last few years. All right. uh, you know, all you single guys, you know, get, get some sleep while you can. But, and then, you know, the last part of it is just, yeah, taking care of your body physically, like, um, in terms of like pre-workout, post-workout, stretching, foam rolling was was pretty big for me. In Japan, they had, don't know if you ever heard of onsen, uh, it's like hot baths. Um, cool. So you go in, it's like, it's kind of like a hot tub, really hot. And you go in there for, for a while, there's sauna, there's there's cold tubs. Like I, I, I used to love doing that once or twice a week. Um, and then getting in with the trainer and and doing massage and, and, and different type of work um, too was, was pretty important. So, you know, it's definitely just all in the life. And the more you, the more you do, you know, the better off you're going to be for sure. Right. Just those little things like that balance. Yeah. Cold tubs. I know in college too. And, and, and even nowadays I got it in the yard. I got a little thing. It, it's so key. And then foam rolling. Yeah. It's funny to say that it's funny as you go older, it's kind of like, I remember someone told me from the crowd one time, like, I think it was a friend's girlfriend, a teammate's girlfriend. It's like, like, Sean loves to stretch more than he loves basketball, I feel like. Like, he just kind of like, and it's, it takes you this, this long span at this point just to get going and, and get it together. You got to do it, man. That's lucky, guys. You know, the joints aren't too good. You got you to loosen everything up. Right. No doubt. Um, it's interesting to start 
talking about, I think it's, it's one of the biggest things of this episode, because I think people in general, but maybe really specifically athletes, we, we kind of get caught up in this identity of, of a basketball player or a football player, whatever it may be that, that we forget. We, we can forget about all these other aspects of life because we're so in tune, you know, day in, day out, two a days, three a days, two games on a weekend to perform. How did you find that balance of, it seemed like you were doing it early on too, which is really cool, um, of, of, of realizing the importance of developing other interests and, and finding that balance and, and kind of surrounding yourself with things beyond ball. On a side note, it's really interesting. I think you said it before that it allows a certain balance too, because now if ball might not be going well, if there's an injury or maybe the team situation isn't, isn't working out, it's not as if like all my marbles are, are, are locked into this thing. And if this thing's not going well, it's like, I know I've had times like that, where it's like, I don't know what to do with myself. So that's really interesting. 100%. Like I remember in Europe, like you play one game a week, you know, Saturday or Sunday night, whatever it is. And if you lose that game, you're thinking about it all week right. until the next game. And you lose and it's like, you know, it's just like, you can't, it's hard to live like that. And where, where you only have one thing that's kind of the, linked to your happiness mm-hmm. so I always tried to have multiple things and obviously my family was was key for that um you know but in college I you know I fell in love with with business and particularly finance and uh you know so I always tried to keep on on track with that on top of that and I knew that one day you know basketball can't last you know you can't play pro sports forever I, I always knew there'd, there'd be something after I never wanted to just retire and go sit on a beach you know I think people you know, even I think if you look at NBA players who, you know, make hundred million bucks and then they're like, well, what do I do now? You know what I mean? Like, I think you're going to get bored just sitting around all day. So I think you need some kind of purpose in your life after you're done playing. So I think part of the beauty of, of being a pro athlete though, is, is that you have a lot of free time to think about that. Like for the average person who works nine to five, like they don't, like they, you just get caught up in it. And then one day you wake up and you're 40 and like, Oh, well, what have I done the last 20 years? You know? So I always tried to like really reflect a lot on what's going to be next. What, what do I really want out of life? Like where do I want to be in five, 10, 20 years? Um, you know, and not that that's going to be like fully accurate or anything like that, or that you have to stick to that, but you know, it's like, what do you want and what do you got to do to get there? And so, um, you know, from my first year overseas, I was taking online online classes. Like I finished my MBA overseas. Mm-hmm. I read like, I mean, I read tons of books, podcasts, um, was educating myself to, you know, and preparing myself from year one, basically. And so from year one to year nine, like that's a big, you know, a lot of knowledge in there and a lot of skills built like off the basketball court. Mm-hmm. You know? And so for guys who are just starting that and at the end, like, you know, it's, it's definitely going to be tougher. And so you got, you got to do that. I think if you want to be successful after, after your career, same in networking, like you got to keep, keep on track with that. Um, so yeah, um, I always try to do that and, 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 you know, think about what would be next one day. Mm-hmm. So you were doing it from your first year, from your first year pro, you're already on top of it. Yeah, well, I took I, I took like a few classes, um, my MBA classes overseas, like remotely my first year. Then my second year, I finished my MBA and then I was taking classes after that, reading a lot. And then the last few years, I've been taking like real estate classes because I knew I would want to 
I right. wanted to go into that. So it was, uh, yeah, it's been, <laughs> it was good. And like you said, it was like, it was almost like therapy. Like if things were going bad off on the court, like, you know, I could just go, you know, check business news and, you know, keep on, keep on track with that. Right. No, that's so key, man. I think, I think it's something we forget. Cause I think automatically, I don't know, maybe it's a personality thing, but especially when you get to, to a high level of something of doing something, um, you just become so in tune with that. And yeah. I think we identify as ourselves as, as athletes or maybe business people that identify as entrepreneurs or CEOs or, or investment bankers or whatever it may be. Um, and it's, it's finding that balance of realizing that we have all these aspects as a human being. We're not just this one thing. How did you, how did you, what's the word? Like, how are you able to balance that out? Is that just being focused on it like early on? Well, well I was going to say like, it is a fine line too, because like, you don't want to be putting your eggs in a million baskets and saying like, right. Oh, I'll just like, try all these things. Cause then you're not really good at anything. So like the, the focus for me was always basketball. Like, I, I mean, don't like that, that was definitely, you know, after my family was always number one. Um, so I put a lot of work into that. It was just that, you know, I had, I had a lot of free time. And so I spent a couple hours, well, I don't know, I don't know how much time I spent, but I spent, you know, lots of hours in the week, uh, you know, doing stuff that was not basketball related. Mm-hmm. And so it should, it's different for every person, you know, no one should, you know, not everyone should do what I did and everyone should figure out what's, what's best for them. And, right. but you know, I think it all comes back to like, what do you want? Like, what do you want to do? Because everybody, everybody has something different in their mind. And, um, you know, thinking about that is, is probably the first step and then trying different things and seeing, you know, what sticks, um, you know, that's going to be key. Right. No, that's huge. Um, it's interesting that you're thinking about, you're talking about different stages, like in high school and college and now, now in the pros and now, now beyond the pros, it's like, we all have different purposes at different stages. Um, how did you manage to kind of create that in you at each stage? Was that just planning and, and thinking ahead? Yeah. Like, I mean, for a lot of my life, like basketball was, was it like, you know, until, probably just until well until I got married really like you know that was the focus and then I think the cool thing is the purpose kind of transitions from being all about you to then involving other people and then my wife's in there and then you have your son you're like wow like you know now I need to make a good life for him and now like he's up there and and so you know I think you definitely see that transition as you have a family and, you know, assuming you want a family, um, your purpose becomes bigger than yourself. And so that was, that was pretty cool to see that. And I really tried to embrace that and, and, and make them a priority. Um, you know, so it's definitely true that it, that it changes. Like, you know, um, I'd always think about that. And, you know, even from this year to last year, like I was focused on basketball and having a great last season. And now my, you know, my purpose or, you know, my goals are completely different now for this year. I'm putting everything I have into my career now and trying to, you know, build that foundation in real estate. So, you know, it's, you know, I think you really got to spend a lot of time on it and, you know, if it's important to you and if you want to be great at what you do. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. That was kind of my next question. Like what does the future hold for Mike now? Where do you see it? Yeah. I mean, I think, 
it could go a lot of ways. Like right now, I'm really focused on two things. Um, you know, first of all, building my family up. Like we got we got two healthy young boys and I have a great wife. And, you know, that's the most important thing in my life right now, for sure. So a lot of my time goes into them and I spend a lot of time with them and with my extended family as well. Um, and then I'm just building that foundation in real estate. You know, right now <clears throat> I'm, a, I'm at a private equity real estate firm and, uh, you know, we do development in Western Canada and it's been, it's been awesome just getting my foot in the door and learning a ton and meeting a lot of new people. So, you know, I'm just building the skills, building relationships, trying to set myself up for, you know, a long career, hopefully. And I know this is what I want to do long-term, you know, I don't know that this will be the role that I'm in for 30 years, but you know, I think you just take it year by year, put everything you have into it and then kind of see where it goes. And, you know, to me, it's not about that end goal. It's, you know, I think it's cliche, but it's the journey it's the process. Like it's just yeah. really enjoying it right now. That's awesome. Yeah. I think it's so cool to see people because I think ball or like whoever, whatever it may be for each person that like childhood dream of like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And, and not many of us get to actually live it out. And it's really cool, but even more so, it's cool to see a person kind of come out of that, of that uh, dream job or whatever it may be and finding new passions. And I think like yeah. you said, it really takes that, um, what's the word in English, but that, uh, that kind of um, just that, uh, oh man, just like looking for it and really playing with it and, 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 and doing the work to, to figure it out. Like it doesn't just happen on its own. You're not just gonna wake up one day, like I want, you gotta try things. And you got to find that balance, like you said, also of not doing too many things, but kind of limiting yourself to maybe three, four things that you really love. Yeah, for sure. It took me actually a long time to kind of narrow down the kind of jobs that I wanted to go after um, coming into this. Like I, there was a lot of ways to go, you know, with a finance degree, like you can do so many different things within real estate, within finance. So it did take a lot of work, a lot of experimentation a lot of networking as well. Like I came back and met with a ton of people and, you know, really learned a lot. And, and uh, you know, that's kind of how I approached it. Um, you know, so yeah, I think you, yeah, as long as you, you work hard at it and, you know, it's uh, yeah, it is what it is. Right. It seems like that's the key. Like as long as you're willing to put in the work and be direct, yeah. then it'll just a matter it's, of- I, I did think that I would, uh, you know, in, in like in August, we usually go back for, for preseason one, what, whatnot. I did think like by now I would have gotten like a bit of an itch to kind of, you know, go start playing again or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, somehow like I, for me, it's kind of in the past, maybe because I spent so much time thinking about it and preparing for it. Now it's like, you know, mm-hmm. and I also have like no regrets on, I, I feel like I, I did exactly what I was supposed to do and approached approach it the right way and uh you know now it's just on to the next phase like you know like i said it's you know it's a journey and this is the next phase of it right. no that's huge i think i think that might be the biggest tell where where you get to that point of, of retirement and and kind of hanging up your shoes and you don't have that itch you know whatever a week a month a couple months into mm-hmm. it and it means that you've done a really good job of of balancing it out and finding that ne- next thing yeah, for sure. Like, it's definitely a case of like, if you know, you know, like, right. and I know a lot of like guys who are like, I'm just going to play until the wheels fall off and right. I can't walk. Anymore. Broken down. Like, 
really? Like that's, that's your philosophy. Like, you know, for me, it just wasn't like that. And I think, you know, if, if that's what you want to do, then that's great. Like, you know, so yeah, it, sh it should be different for everyone. And yeah, it goes back to like what, what you want to get out of it. Right. No, that's really interesting. Yeah. I wonder if I've met guys like that as well. I've, I've always wondered whether it really is the fact that they're trying to play their hearts out, you know, to their last of their days, or is it maybe just, uh, I don't know if it's an inability, but maybe not willing to do that work to really try and find something that you love just as much as ball, because, you know, only people who've stepped on that court at the highest yeah. levels will know it's, it's hard to, to match that with anything else. But if you do do the work, if you do do your homework, you can find yeah. something that you're just as passionate about. Well, if there's no plan B, then you just keep doing plan A. Right. right. <laughs> so the, so the train goes off tracks, like just a matter of time. And that's, yeah, it's sad, but so yeah, if people can take some away, like I hope that they will, you know, if you are a pro or if you are, you know, doing something, you know, not that you need to have a backup, but, you know, all, you always need to be constantly adapting and thinking about like, what's next? Like, how can I get better? How can I improve? Like, you know, I think balance is important. Like, you know, this stuff is, is pretty essential. Right. No, for sure. That's really cool, man. I've really enjoyed this. There's, there's always um, two questions we, we love to hand up on. And, and the first one is how would you define success? How do you see it? Yeah, I think that's a good question. I mean, I, I actually have spent a lot of time thinking about it. Um, you know, um, to me, it's achieving like your purpose. Like, what are you kind of here for? Like, what are you honored for? Mm -hmm. And like we've been talking about, I think it does change. I don't think it's it's a static thing. I think it it changes based on the phase of your life and what you're doing at the moment. So like I said, right now, the big, my biggest purpose is raising a couple kids to put out in the world. Cause I think, you know, that's, that's huge. Just, you know, from an evolution standpoint, like right. we, need to, <laughs> we need to keep this going and <laughs> I want to raise two human beings that, you know, make the world a better place. Right. Uh, maybe we'll have a third one. We'll see. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's definitely focus number one. And then number two, I want to, you know, help build up the community. And I think I'll have, I'll be able to have that, opportunity through real estate one day and i think you know building places for people to live and, and work like that's such a crucial part of you know your life and you spend so much time at home and at your job so if you have a nice place to do those things then that's going to make your life better um you know and i do also want to be a, a part of the community i want to give back and um you know be a good citizen so i think there's a there's a lot to that second point and and you know i do want to be involved as a coach someday whether it's just with my kids or, you know, or helping out at, you know, high school or, or whatnot. But um, yeah. those two things are definitely my focus right now uh, in terms of what success looks like to me. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I like that. Cause I think there's a part of it that's really key that you need to define your purpose. And like yeah. we said, I think a couple of times is, is through different phases in life, that purpose may change. And being open to that and not being like so in tune with one thing, which is great. It'll make you great at it, but, but finding that balance and, and kind of going with life as, as things go on, it's really yeah, key. For sure.
Um, and the last one that I was love to ask is if you could catch Mark at his younger days, maybe in high school, maybe in college. Um, I think more of the ball because I think you're early on in, in the in the real estate career, and you could kind of pull him aside and whisper a couple a couple of little things in his ear that would help him out throughout his career, throughout his road. Uh, what would you tell him? Oh man, that's a good one. I... It's hard. I don't know if I have a good answer to that, to be honest with you, just because I don't think I made perfect decisions. Like, I don't think I did everything right. I think there was lots of mistakes along the way, but I don't think I could have changed the guy I was back then. And I think, you know, I think it's gotten to the point where I'm at right now. And like, that's, I'm really happy with that. I'm really happy with where my life's at at the moment. So not to like, you know, cop out on the answer, but. <laughs> no, for sure. It's an answer. Yeah, I, you know, have you seen the Back to the Future where where you go back in time and you mess everything up, right? So I'm just gonna keep walking by my by my past self. That's what I'm gonna right. That's cool. <laughs> I love that. That's really cool. Yeah, because it's kind of like like we said before, like with the injury and stuff like that. A lot of those things that may seem negative in the moment, you know, a day later, a week later, a month, a year. It's something I think a lot of times personally it's it's the best things that could have happened to us because they kind of brought up something out of ourselves that we didn't even know was there. So I like that answer a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. It's great, it's great catching up. It's great to see you. Uh I want to acknowledge you, man, just for the person you are. I know we've had our battles in high school, and I can attest that you motivated me to work harder and want to be better. And uh we kind of grew apart, you know, in college, each guy did his own thing and overseas we're each in our own country, but uh, definitely like, I think there's certain people that kind of get um, etched in your memory because of the battles you've had, because of, of the competitiveness, because of, of the way you've pushed each other to get better. And uh, I'm sure if I feel that way, there's, there's countless of other players, you know, throughout college and pro days that they've had a similar effect for. And uh yeah, man, it's, it's been fun watching your career, and I'm excited to see what's next for you, man, the family and everything. Thank you, man. I really appreciate it. I mean, definitely have, have a lot of good memories from back in the day, and, man, you guys, you you, you had some game, man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm happy that you're still playing, too. Like, that's, that's awesome. You had a longer career than me. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got uh, to keep... <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. And keep doing what you're doing. Like, you know, I, I think the podcast platform is, is such a great thing, you know, raising awareness on on issues that really matter and having an impact on people, especially, you know, hopefully some of the younger generation, I think is such a great thing. Um, so, yeah, keep keep doing what you're doing. That's awesome, man. I appreciate you. It's good to see you. And we'll stay in touch. All right, man. Good to see you. Have a good night. Good news, all right? Later, man. See you, Sean. That's all for this episode of the School of Performance. Thank you for joining us all the way to the end. We hope you enjoyed our conversation. If you took something away from this episode to your own lives, I urge you to share this episode with your followers or with anyone that this conversation can add value to. Thank you for joining us. Have an amazing day. And we'll see you on the next episode of the School of Performance.